The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Engaging Truth, the manifestation of God's Word in the lives of people around us. Join us each week as we explore the impact of His message of spiritual renewal. From the lesson of forgiveness forged in the crucible of divorce, to the message of salvation learned by an executioner from a condemned killer, to the gift of freedom found in the rescue of victims of human trafficking. This is God's Truth in Action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. I'm your host, Bill Pruitt, and our guest today is Dr. Jeremy Love, head of school of Prince of Peace Christian Church in Carrollton, Texas. Dr. Lowe joins us today to discuss the importance of Christian education in a society that grows more and more secular every day. Dr. Lowe, welcome to Engaging Truth. Well, Bill, thank you. It's an honor to be speaking with you. I'm just happy to be uh, talking this morning. That's great. Um, first, let's let's start and uh, give us a little bit about yourself and your family. And uh, and like like myself, uh, it seems you started in the Great White North and then ended up down here in beautiful Texas. So if you can give us a little background, that'd be wonderful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, was was raised in uh, suburban St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, by a family. My dad was in Lutheran Christian ministry his whole life, so he started out as a teacher and a coach, like many do, and, and then kind of moved his way to you know dean of students, assistant principal, principal, head of school, superintendent, and he he retired with about forty four years of service. And I, pr I promised myself when I was young that I would never follow in his footsteps. And uh, so I went to college and, and started in a different area of study. Uh, and then the Lord, you know, as he does, he taps you on the shoulder, he brings people across your path and moves you where he's really calling you in life. So after my freshman year in college, I changed my major to uh, secondary education. So I have a specialization in American literature. So I was an English teacher. I had a double major in PE because I wanted to be a coach and, and off I went. So uh, my first, uh, my first call, so to speak, was to start a school uh, in Edwards, Colorado, and that's up in the high country near Vail. And so Pastor Dan Rollway, a pastor of Gracious Savior Lutheran Church, wanted to start a school, and he called it Vail Christian High School. And so I was the first English teacher there. And, and during my first two years there, I, I met this beautiful young woman named Mandy, who happened to be Pastor Dan's daughter. And after two years there, I uh, married her, and we moved to Southern California. When I was 26, I became the head of school of Lutheran High School in Laverne, California, and uh, stayed there for eight years, received my master's degree there while in Southern California, then moved back uh, to Vail Christian High School. Actually, myself and my father, uh, his last stint in Christian education was the head of school at Vail Christian. I was his principal with the idea that I would then go ahead and succeed him in that role, and I did. I spent another eight years there, and then in 2016, moved my family, myself, my wife, Mandy, my daughter, Rachel, who will be graduating this year from Prince of Peace Christian uh, Schools High School. Uh, Zach is a sophomore, and, and Matthew now is in seventh grade. We moved in 2016. I took over as the upper school principal then, and then moved into this role as head of school uh, two years ago. Excellent, excellent. Uh, tell us now a little bit about Prince of Peace and its role in the, in the community overall and, uh, and the, a little bit of the philosophy. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I, if you don't know where Prince of Peace is, we're in North Dallas. And so we're in a fairly affluent suburb uh, of Dallas in Carrollton. Uh, and if I if I were to, 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 to put a peg right in Prince of Peace and we drew a five mile radius circle around Prince of Peace Christian School, you would find 12 other private, uh, non-parochial, non-sectarian schools that we directly compete with, not counting any of our public schools. So it's what's unique to North Dallas is we're in a highly competitive market when it comes to education. Uh, and so Prince of Peace is unique. We have an early learning center. 
through grade 12. So um, parents bring their babies to us at six weeks old, and those babies can graduate uh, when they uh, end up uh, finishing high school. And we like to kind of call it, uh, I guess, cradle to stage. And so we offer a unique experience here in the North Dallas area. Again, a smaller school experience. Um, we partner a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So we stand on, on Jesus Christ, on grace and faith alone. Uh, and that's that's our niche here in the North Dallas area. Excellent. I, one of the things that I noticed as I was looking at the website for, uh, for Prince of Peace is, you have a a, a four-word uh, sort of credo at the bottom that says "welcomed, known, connected, and prepared," and that that it occurs to me that that probably um, crystallizes what you offer the community. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh yeah, I would love to. So you know, you know, normally schools have missions, visions, and values, and all should for sure. And what we tried to do at Prince of Peace is quantify. What does a school culture look like? So if, if I'm a family in the North Dallas area and I want to come to Prince of Peace, what's it going to be like day in, day out for my kids walking through the hallways in the classrooms and chapel on the fields, on the courts? What's that going to be? And so it took us some time. But as we talked to, to people that came to us, they said, you know what? We feel really welcome, known, connected, and prepared. And those words kept coming over and over from our family. So we seek, Bill, in, in this North Dallas area to welcome students into Prince of Peace. You don't have to sign a, a declaration of faith uh, to join our family faith. If you're a mission-appropriate family, we want to support you. And, and, and if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, we want to follow God's uh, God's holy scriptures, and, and we want to bring it to him. Uh, we want to introduce you to Jesus through the power of his spirit here at Prince of Peace. So we welcome kids in. Um, welcome known one of the, the the things I think is missing sometimes in education is is that we don't truly know who our students are. And at Prince of Peace, it is our goal each and every day, whether it's a coach or a teacher or myself, to know every individual student as best we can, to know the gifts and abilities that they have, or or to help them to discover passions that they might have, that, that God is leading them in a certain direction in their life. So um, that known part is a critically important part of our school culture and our student culture and experience. Um, and then connected, we want to connect kids in. We also want to connect families in. So we have a number of ways that our families connect into our school community. We connect kids to Christ. We connect kids to friends. We connect kids to, again, opportunities to uh, to develop passions, whether that's sports or the arts, robotics or STEM. It doesn't matter. We try to connect kids in and help them feel a part of the community. And then prepared, obviously, we want to not only prepare kids um, to go from one grade level to the next or one division to the next, or obviously from a college preparatory standpoint, we want our kids going out into the world and continuing their education. Um, that that preparation is also um, incredibly spiritual. Um, that is the, the critical component of our Christian schools and should be. So not only that college prep preparation, but introducing them to Jesus Christ uh, while they're here with us. Excellent. One of the major complaints we hear in failing public school systems involves the erosion of parental involvement in 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 the school system and in education. How do you approach these challenges and how is how is Prince of Peace different or a Christian education overall different from a from a secular education? Yeah, you know, let me start at about 2,000 feet, which is going to seem strange, but I promise I'll answer your question. Um, one of the unique things I think about Christian schools, Bill, is that we are in addition to being a school, I consider us a small business. Like I said before, there's, there's, it's highly competitive here in the North Dallas area uh, for students. Uh, and so what we have to do, candidly, is we have to convince parents to spend a significant amount of, of their money on tuition uh, that we would be worthy enough to work with our kids each and every day. 
and, and that's a that's a high calling. Um, and, and so here at, at Prince of Peace, what we try to do is we try to make sure that we uh, how we communicate it is we're an extension of the family. And so when you come to Prince of Peace, there, there are folks walking by my window right now. We have our final lower school and preschool chapel, and we invite our parents to chapel each and every day. We invite our parents to be part of booster organizations. We invite our parents to be what we call eagle eyes. Basically, they're parents like classroom or homeroom parents that help with communication and assimilation of new families into our school community and our family as well. Um, we have new family mentors where we try to create that community and connectedness into Prince of Peace, even outside of our walls too. And then we have uh, we have Eagle Dads, we call them. Uh, in the light of a lot of school violence, Bill, we've, we just, we want our dads uh, who have that kind of innately, and I think God-given protector mentality, we want them on our campus. So we have dads who sometimes have a half a day off, they'll come, they'll jump in a golf cart, they'll they'll drive around and check our gates, they'll come inside and they'll they'll walk kids in the hallways, they'll be outside on the playground as as just a, a an extra person there showing our kids that we're looking out for them. So we want our parents on campus. Um, we think education is again an extension of the family. Parents, as you know, they're they're our kids' first teacher. We're their second teacher. So we don't want to just say, hey, drop your kids off at the door. We'll handle it from here. We'll do the best the best that we can. We want to invite them into our school and see uh, what we do and, and how we do it uh, in the classroom. And, and again, partner with them. Sounds like the old, uh, sounds like a Baptist term, total immersion. You've got the, uh, <laughs> you've got, you've got the family, family pretty much, uh, pretty much totally involved. And that's, that's, that's wonderful because I think the one thing that we see in some failing uh, secular education is the role of school as parent or as surrogate parent uh, yeah. as opposed to uh, as opposed to a parent partnering with education in order to for the welfare of the child and the family uh, family overall do you have and i guess this is a question with a competitive nature how difficult is it for you to recruit faculty in a setting like this yeah, you, yeah, that's again a great question. Um, you know, right now we have thousands of teachers leaving the pro profession all over the United States. Um, I, I think right now our colleges and universities aren't turning out teachers like they used to. So, what there it, it is a bit tricky. Um, what we're we're seeking to do is is we find people that actually come to us from the public sector. They want something different. They want a different experience. Um, they profess a, a faith in Jesus Christ, and, and maybe they want out of a little bit of what they would perceive as a bureaucracy and into a and into a more of a service component into a service profession that we provide here at Prince of Peace. Uh, it is getting trickier. I would say it's non-traditional. There's a lot more people coming from industry, say, into education than straight from a pipeline, say, from a teacher's college or university. Um, so it, it is getting trickier, but we are finding that people really want to, they want to be a teacher. They want to be helpful. They want to share their faith. And so we're finding it, albeit the new teachers that we're bringing in, maybe from some non-traditional paths that we haven't seen before. You find that people are wanting, this is interesting to me, that you're finding people um, from a, a more and more secular society that want to share their faith with others, which is, uh, to me, almost the antithesis of what we're seeing coming out of public universities now. Mm -hmm. It's that you've got people um, whose faith is eroded to the point that there's uh, – a, a lot of young people not even exposed to a Christian uh, worldview uh, that are now seeking ways to share that with others. For me, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. And if I just jump in, Bill, I would say um, 
I, I think we hear a lot in our media and in, uh, there a hundred percent our our country is becoming more secular and I think it's really becoming antagonistic towards Christian schools in, in a lot of ways. But there are a lot of people out there that have traditional biblical values that want to espouse those, and they don't want to be quiet about them. And so when they come to us and they interview with us, one of the things they just feel so good about is the fact that they can be their authentic Christian self, uh, and, and they feel fulfilled with that. And, and we're thrilled to have teachers uh, who are competent, committed, and have a, a grounded faith in Jesus Christ. But we're just finding them from different locations now. So we're finding... Uh, probably a timidity among some believers in that setting because of the pressures of society, pressures of their peers around them who are non-believers or antagonistic to the church view. Oh, yeah, you know, I think I, I understand that. It's, they want to keep their jobs. They, they they don't want to say anything that might get them, quote, canceled. Uh, and so I think they 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 go along with that as long as they can. And then I think God, God as he does, shows up and taps them on the shoulder and says, hey, I have something here for you. Would you, you know, consider something different? Uh, and I think we're finding a lot of folks that are coming to Prince of Peace who just have a beautiful heart for the Lord, who just uh, came to education in a real non-traditional path. What then would you consider um, challenges that are unique to, to Christian education that we don't find in a, in a more in a public education setting. Yeah, I think you, you teed it up nicely. I, I think it's uh, I think it's our sec, sec, secular culture. Um, you know, I, I read a lot of Barna statistics and I'm interested in, I'm interested in stats. And so as I see, I just read something recently that if you looked at, I would say from say 1991 to 2021, um, you know, spiritual indicators in our American culture. Um, you know, how many people hold an orthodox belief in God, that a God exists? And that's gone from, from say seventy percent all the way down to forty percent, and that's 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 a staggering decrease. You know how many people believe that the Bible is actually the Word of God? It's gone from again seventy um, percent down into the forties too. So I, I think you're seeing our culture is becoming obviously more and more secular, and I think that's creating um, it's creating pinch points for us, uh, difficulties for us as we stand on God's Word and what we believe God says about us and for us and what He wants best for us. Um, it becomes more and more challenging to hold firm in those ways uh, in the light of some of that secular nature in our greater society. And then you see that spillover, obviously, into school, because we teach kids from all over North Dallas, from all different kinds of families, from all different uh, kinds of experiences. And when they come in here, what we do is with that welcome, known, connected, prepared, we stand firmly grounded uh, on the words of Jesus Christ and on his scripture. And, and sometimes that can create pinch points as well. You know, how do we minister to kids with a secular worldview that come in into our Christian worldview? Uh, we do it gladly because we believe it's our calling, but that can be tricky for sure. Let me just take a moment to talk a little bit about evangelical life ministries. These engaging truth programs are supported by gifts from individual donors, grants from charitable foundations, and our on-air staff and board members serve in a voluntary capacity without any compensation. We're inviting you to help support our ministry with your prayers and donations. Please contact us at Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. You can visit our website at elmhouston.org or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. And be sure to contact us if you have a prayer request or would you like to support us. Thank you very much. Uh, back to uh, Dr. Uh, Jeremy Lowe, who we're uh, discussing educate, Christian education with today. Dr. Lowe is the head of school at Prince of Peace Christian School in Carrollton, Texas. Um, and we're going to return to some questions. We hear a lot in the news uh, these days about uh, uh, gender fluidity, sex education, 
and, and those, those kinds of topics. Do you really feel that those those topics have a place in the educational process or they better handle at home? Yeah, a great, a great question. And I would say this, I would say, obviously from an educational standpoint, when we're talking about biology and, and how God has created us to be and act and function, I think there's a place for that for sure. Um, and again, speaking just for Prince of Peace Christian School, you know, our beliefs are, again, rooted very firmly in Scripture. We believe it is the inerrant Word of God, and we believe that God has created us and created us to interact with each other, sexually speaking, uh, in a way that is best for us. And so I think it is really not a whole lot of my business, um, the personal sexuality of our children. I don't think it's the business of our teachers uh, to attack that subject in a classroom or a club or a group. That is definitely, definitely something that should be engaged with in the home with parents. Um, and so there can be that fine line uh, in some other schools where, hey, you know, we, we really know best and we want to support your child. But I think all too often parents are left out of the equation. And again, as I mentioned earlier in our interview, Prince of Peace Christian School seeks to be a partner with the home. We, we, God has created a mom and a dad to be the best mom and a dad for that child. Now, I know that sin corrupts that and there's issues in the home. And, and so I, I have great sensitivity to that as well. But I think it's none of my business to talk about some of those issues. I would say outside of you know, a lot of our, our, our biblical studies and our theology classes to be letting kids, kids know what is God's best for us? And what does the Bible say about issues of gender, of sex, of attraction, homosexuality, transgenderism? I don't think we can be afraid to talk about those things. But I do think we need to talk about those things in context of Scripture. And when kids um, have questions or they need a great understanding, I think being able to communicate with the home and direct them to their parents is really the best way to go in that circumstance. Yeah, I think, uh, again, we're, we're, we're back to the situation where the the school, the, the public schools have been pretty much forced into, into being surrogate parents and, and providing some of the services and the education that were typically taught within a home setting and and now have been taken over by schools and, and, and often by people who don't have sufficient training to handle that particular that particular set of skills. Um, yeah, that's well said. Yeah, the training, the the background, and also any agenda. So we, we, we shouldn't be having an agenda in some of those cultural areas outside of what God speaks to us about in Scripture. And, and, and as long as I feel like as a school leader is we're real clear with our families and our community. Here's what we believe. Here's why we believe it. And we're going to love and respect and care the welcome, known, connected, prepared. We're going to love your children uh, as they were our own, but we are going to stand on God's truth. I think if parents can understand that's where we are as a school, uh, they can make a great decision of and, and vote with their feet. If they don't like that, they can certainly go to another school. Uh, but we, I believe firmly, we need to be um, we need to be entrenched in those biblical values because the culture is going to, I think, Bill, it's going to still just just spin wildly. I mean, I, I think it's going to continue to move so quickly. It's going to give us some kind of emotional whiplash, but we need to stand firm uh, on those biblical principles for sure. Without a question, I, you know, I think, I think the thing that people overlook in the public school setting is what we learn as as Christians and, and specifically Lutherans is when God said love one another, he really meant that. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I think you stress and a good Christian education setting stresses is the genuine concern for one another uh, that it's not necessarily shown in the secular world. And that's uh, that's a difficult hurdle to overcome in, in yeah. any case. 
Yeah, for, for sure. I think I think Paul said it best is you, you speak the truth in love. And I think Jesus did that in spades. You just saw how he interacted with people. He loved them. But he also said, go and sin no more. He, he, he wanted the best for them. He wanted them to follow him. And I think as we as Christian leaders and teachers, that's what we want for our kids. We're going to love them. Hey, look, I'm we're a, we're a building full of hypocrites. That's the beauty of grace in the gospel is that I, I'm not perfect. And I know every day I have to go to the Lord and I have to seek his forgiveness the grace of his son through the grace of his son jesus christ but that doesn't mean though that we don't speak the truth and love to one another uh, and want what's best for one another and want to follow uh, where god would lead us especially in our lives and especially some of those cultural issues that you brought up earlier you mentioned uh the competitive nature obviously prince of peace has a very solid reputation among its peer organizations there in the in Carroll. what what sort of accrediting agencies or associations are you affiliated with and represent Christian education today? No, it's a great question. I think accreditation is a wonderful question that parents can ask of schools. Um, and just it kind of, again, from maybe 2,000 feet, um, an accreditation for a Christian school is really important. It's, it's it's nothing more than an accountability system and a school improvement system that's handled by an organization outside of our school. So we're connected to two, two organizations. Number one, the National Lutheran School Association. We are part of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod over 650 early learning centers, over 100 international and domestic high schools, not to mention seminaries and colleges. And so um, we have our own internal, more from a spiritual standpoint about, but how, how are we following through on who we are and who we say we are in, in what we do from a spiritual perspective? Now, NLSA is connected to a secular organization called Cognia. Cognia now is the largest school improvement accreditation uh, organization in the world. And Prince of Peace just went through that this last year. So every six years, they update their standards. Every five years, we bring these outside institutions in and they they lay it bare. I mean, it's, it's like an IRS audit from everything from our finances to our policies, to our education, to our spiritual life, to our athletics, you name it. Uh, and then they create a report. And that report is what we hold ourselves accountable to. And we share that with our family and our, our families and our community. So uh, NLSA and Cognia, we feel like are a great, uh, a great uh, duo to help us uh, really maintain, again, that accountability level that we desire with our families. Uh, we're getting low on time, so I want to give you the opportunity to let our listeners learn more about your school and uh, other schools like it in their communities. How, how can they contact you or Prince of Peace? Yeah, well, thank you. Again, Bill, thank you for that. Uh, popcs.org is our website. You can get great information about our ministry and our family of faith. Uh, not only for families, but I'd also like to speak to anyone out there who, who maybe has been thinking about getting an education. Do you have a heart for the Lord? Do you have a competency You know that is... Uh, that is uh, needed, needed in schools. Please reach out and talk to us. We'd love to have good Christian people teaching in our schools. So families and teachers alike, you can go to popcs.org. Um, I'm there. You click on my email address and, and be happy to, to share a word with you uh, at your convenience. Excellent. Thank you very much. We're almost out of time. I want to ask you, uh, Dr. Lowe, thank you again for being with us. And I'm asking, asking if you would kindly close this with a word of prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. My gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning uh, just with grateful hearts uh, for everything that you've given to us. I thank you, Lord, that we're in this great country of ours where we have this freedom to speak about you, uh, lift up the name of your son, Jesus, uh, without fear of persecution. We, Lord, we know that that many people who came before us uh, died for that right, and we're thankful for our country. We're thankful for our, for our servicemen and women. We're thankful for that freedom because we know that around 
the world, brothers and sisters right now don't have that freedom. And so we dare not take it for granted, Father. So I thank you for that. I thank you for engaging Truth Ministries, and I thank you for the work that they do in sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ, and also just for the movement of Christian schools, not only here in Texas, but in our nation, Father. Would you continue to, to, to bless us and help us to prosper, uh, that we might share the good news of Jesus Christ with many, many more students. I ask you, Lord, again, for a, a hedge of protection around our schools with the violence that we're seeing against children today, Father. Um, I just pray against that today in the name of Jesus and ask that you would create hedges of protection around our Christian schools and all schools, Lord, um, that you would keep your children safe. Uh, and then, Lord, now as we go into summer, we just pray for good rest, good relaxation and rejuvenation for our kids, families, and our teachers. And again, I'm just so grateful and thankful for this time that we've had this morning. We pray all this in the strong name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Dr. Ola, thank you very much, and thank you for joining us today on Engaging Truth. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas, 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.